Well, g'day, g'day, and welcome to your awakening. My name's Andrew, and again, I am joined by my good friend Jordan. How are you today, Jordan? I'm good. I'm actually on the side of the road using my Bluetooth, but uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here again with you, Andrew. Come on. The joys of technology to be able to do a podcast, two people in two different locations, having a chat, and someone somewhere is going to listen to this, or many people. We've had uh, thousands uh, of people really uh, listening to this podcast already. Um, that, that, that people all around Australia and around the world are going to be able to drop into this conversation. And so um, today what we want to do is we want to talk about um, getting the, the father's heart for the lost and, and getting the father's like anguished heart, his broken heart, his heart that, would, that so, so saw the need and saw the lostness of the world and jumped in with uh, with his own son as a sacrifice. That's how much our father was moved with compassion. Um, and so we want to talk about how do we get that father heart? How do we get to a point where we would sacrifice, where we would get out of our comfort zone, where we would move towards the lost and the broken and share the father heart of God? Because we know that the this relationship that we have with God is definitely not one that's meant to stop with us. The greatest command was, is to love God with everything, but it's also uh, the second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. And so I'm just intrigued for you, Jordan, because I've seen you, uh, I've seen you get emotional. I've seen you, you know, really get stirred up. I've seen you share your faith with people on the streets. I've, I've seen this heart that you have for the lost, but I'm just wondering at what point did something break in you that moved you to action? That's a really good question, actually. It's, um, I think for myself, I was, you know, attending church religiously uh, in my younger years. I just, I actually went mainly because I enjoy, I play the bass guitar and um, after church, there was a group of us who were called the Pit Monkeys and we would, after the church service would play music and in the band pit using all the church's equipment. So I was really not engaged with this type of thing uh, at that point. But I remember going to a youth camp and uh, there was a guy who was giving his testimony. Now, he looked about my age at the time, which was 17, he was 24, he was a Filipino guy, his name was Tommy. And he was sharing his testimony. And in his testimony, he was talking about you know, how he had got married and had a kid, went to America, became a car designer, started to build a career in that. Uh, things started taking off and then his marriage broke down, had, came back to Australia, went to Melbourne, and then he talked about getting involved in the mafia, being asked to kill someone, and then had this crazy, like, I need to get out of here experience. When it found himself in Adelaide and um, getting a tap on the shoulder, someone showing him the gospel, and. Uh, woke up that morning um, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit uh, like we see in Acts 2 where he just started speaking in tongues at 2 o'clock in the morning and it was like, whoa, something happened. And I'm hearing this guy share his testimony of how he came into this encounter. And there was, I was just quite intrigued by him. And um, I just, you know, my, my church experience was pretty much tick the box every week and it was more of a social thing for me. 
Anyway, I spoke to him and I just wanted to have a conversation. And what he did was he actually invited me to come out on the streets with him. And I didn't really do that type of thing at that age. And um, I found myself going with him quite nervous. And he just had this fire and this conviction uh, to, to share the gospel. He just found something that set him alight, that changed his life. He was very hurt, very broken. And God just revived him. And um, out of that day, I was quite taken back by his boldness. You know, it talks about in the book of Acts, like, you know, when we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive power. And he was just speaking with power and conviction. And, um, you know, the, the word also talks about iron sharpens iron. And I think through that experience of spending time with this guy called Tommy, who just kind of came out of the, you know, darkness into light, it started to stir me. And I, I started to catch the vision of, of, of what he was on about. He, he came from a dark place. He had an encounter with Jesus. He got born again, and then he looked at the world and said, everyone else is broken and hurt. They like, they're like me. I need to tell them about it. And for me, I just didn't see that because I was just going to church because my parents told me to get in the car every Sunday. So I think through that experience, it started to stir in me and provoke me to want to share the gospel to the point where I started doing that myself. And um, to my surprise, I was, I was young, I was naive, I didn't know what I was doing. But we would go on the streets, and I remember this one year, we just we saw about 15 people at our church get baptized just from street evangelism. And um, it was just amazing, and it was exciting, and it was pretty much what I was seeing in the book of Acts, just on the streets of Adelaide. So I think, you know, to your question about being stirred up, I think it's that you need to be around people, and I found this with you, Andrew, uh, just in the last 12 months. You know, I catch up with you, we have a coffee, you're sharing the gospel, you're speaking to people. I think you need those people in your life that are, that are you know, sharpening you and activating you into the main thing, really, what Jesus told us to do, which was go preach the gospel. Um, you know, like make disciples, you know. Um, and I think sitting in a church just ticking boxes, you know, that's only going to last so long until you're just going to drift off into, you know, nothing <laughs> so yeah anyway that's, that's a bit of my story wow that is awesome it's true um one of the ways we can get the father heart of god is to get around others that have the father heart of god it's, yeah. it's so true um the the other uh, way that i've at least in my life that i've experienced uh, a capturing of the father heart of god has been that I've, I've had a long look at my own life and gone, where would I be if it wasn't for God? What would I be doing if it wasn't for God? And uh, I, you know, my story is that, that I was working in a bar, in a cafe slash bar, 19 years of age, and a man who I'd never met comes up to me, similar to the story of your friend, comes up to me and says, Andrew, God loves you so much and you have to come back to him. And at that point, I'd walked away from church. I'd walked away from, you know, believing that God loved me and all of that. And I heard this man say, Andrew, God loves you. It was like, it was just one sentence, you know. 
and it penetrated me so deeply and changed my entire life. I was drunk, I was suicidal, I was depressed, I was not in a great space. And it changed everything, just one sentence. And what I, you know, what I have now, the love that I have with my father, the freedom, the hope, I find myself going, oh man, you know, when I got, walk into a restaurant, when I walk into a cafe, when I, when I talk to my neighbors, when, you know, I'm down the street, I'm like, these people are just one sentence away from the most amazing relationship of their life and the most amazing truth and freedom. And um, yeah, and I've found uh, another really helpful way to get the father's heart for the lost and the broken is just to, to simply reflect on the grace and mercy of God for ourselves. And uh, another way that I do it is I've uh, a couple of relatives, uh, close relatives that have walked away from God and my heart breaks for them because they're not in a good space. They're not walking with Jesus. And often when I'm down the street or when I'm talking to someone, I'll go, what would I wish someone was saying to my uh, sister right now? What, what, what do I wish was being communicated right now, wherever she is? And that's helped me as well. Just to see the person in front of me as a real person with eternity mm. at stake, with the, you know, heaven and hell are real places. And when we think about, you know, the reality of, of hell and the, and the, the opportunity that is heaven, it's like, oh my goodness, how can we not share? But, um, it's definitely something though, that I would say, uh, we have to have a moment, uh, you know, either a moment or, or a journey, if I can put it that way into really grasping his heart because I know in my circle of friends, the majority of my friends, they never share their faith. And I know through um, through uh, doing evangelism training and uh, some work with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association that the vast majority of Christians do not share their faith. And I think it's because they simply haven't allowed the Father to break their heart. Hmm. Um, you know, uh, have you heard the, the sermon, A Call to Anguish by David Wilkinson? Yes, I have actually, a well, number of years ago. Very powerful. That has to be one of my uh, all-time favourite sermons. Uh, when I say favourite, I mean uh, most impacting. Because David, uh, in his sermon, and, and we reference this, uh, you know, as many, as most people would know that these podcasts we're doing are for the 40-day prayer relay and so uh, we reference these in in the prayer guides that we've been releasing that you can get through 40daysofprayer.org.au and uh, David Wilkerson says this uh, in his sermon A Call to Anguish he says a true prayer life begins at the place of anguish you see if you set your heart to pray God's going to come and start sharing his heart with you and I think when we sit in his presence and we say, Father, give me your heart, we can't help but be moved. But I think, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to be preaching this weekend and, and I think I'm going to preach on the presence because the presence, like a moment with God, a moment in the presence of the Father will give you the Father's heart. And uh, yeah, it's, it's so powerful. 
how do you how do you practice that? How do you stay sharp in your in your walk, sharp in your witness? Um, you're a, a very busy man, as am I, and, and many of our listeners. You know, they've got things on, they've got kids, they've got spouses, they've got careers, they've got study, whatever it is. Um, how do you stay sharp? How do you stay close to the Father's heart? I think it's very simple, really, and I think you've already said it. It's it's your prayer life. Um, you know, really, this week is about the lost. And, you know, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And as you spend time with God, you're going to capture his heart. Mm. And that's going to bring you to that place of anguish. And um, I just remember, you know, like I think with Tommy, when I was a lot younger, you know, the bit I didn't share in that story was um, before we went out on uh, the street, I went to his house. And um, he just started um, praying in his, in his apartment. And I didn't really pray as well. I wasn't praying much or at all, uh, you know, at that age. And I'm just watching him pray, you know, with a fervency and passion. And I'm just sitting there looking at my watch, you know, praying for a few minutes and losing concentration. And I'm kind of in, in and out. And, and then I just remembered, it's like something just kicked in after about 10 or 15 minutes and I just even though I had the Holy Spirit and I had a you know even experienced the Holy Spirit at a young age I, I just had this sense of being filled with the Holy Spirit again and the prayer that day was very dynamic and it was very much like a like almost like an, a, a Pentecost experience that I had when I was with Tommy before we went out and I think that's it. We see we see people who are doing you know great things for God, and, and and sometimes we can put people up and they become the superheroes. But you know, if God's doing anything through people, it's got nothing to do with that person. It's purely got to do with what you're saying, Andrew, which is His presence and His power in Him. And all we need to do is is we're just talking about Acts chapter two. They were in a room. There was 120 of them. They were praying, and God fills them with the Holy Spirit, and bang, like, you know, 3,000, 5,000, you know. So when His power comes and His presence, it's going to lead us to the lost. It's going to lead us to evangelism. Yeah. And I was so surprised the fruitfulness of that year, spending time with Tommy on the streets. I look back and I go, there was just so many things happening people coming to the Lord, people coming to church and like getting baptized, whether they were addicts or, you know, people who, one guy was on parole, um, you know, so it was just, the, the people responding was amazing, but I would say it was because we would pray, it was very simple, we would get together and we'd pray, and then would go on the streets, and you, you, the Holy Spirit would just give you a burden to someone. And I remember one time I was on a beach and we we're praying on this beach. And um, it was similar this, this year that this I met this guy called Tommy. And um, as I was praying, I had this, this burden come on me. And I was just like, there was someone in the distance. I couldn't quite work out who it was. But the Holy Spirit was saying, go speak to that person. And I said to these people I was with, I said, I, I think I need to speak to that person out there. It was, it was on a beach in Adelaide. Um, and, and I walked off into the distance and there was this girl. And I just said, look, I'm just, you know, I'm just, we're just down there praying and I, I just thought I needed to talk to you about Jesus. 
And I started talking to this person and then she said, this is unbelievable. I just had an argument with my um, boyfriend and I ran down to the beach and I've just started praying to God for the first time ever. Wow. You've just come up to me. And I think when you're, (laughs) when it's the Holy Spirit and it's the presence and power of God, He's going to lead you to the right person at the right time. There's no formula. You know, it's going to be, you know, that person's time because the Holy Spirit leads you to that, that lost person in the moment. And I just reflect on that and go, we, we can't do this. It's, it's not by will or by might. It's by, by his power that people, people will, will reach the lost. Um, so, yeah. Wow. So good. It's uh, it really is the thing about the power of the Holy Spirit. I really, I really appreciate that um, because I think sometimes we go, all right, I'm going to pray, I'm going to do some some trainings, I'm going to you know do this, do that. But when we surrender to the Holy Spirit and we just invite the Holy Spirit's power to to come, He gives us words of knowledge. He prompts us. He gives us supernatural compassion. Like, I think a lot of people say, oh, I, you know, getting this heart for the lost and then having it move me to action, it's just too hard, you know? Mm. When you think, when you, I mean, some people, they don't want to think about health. They don't want to think about the reality of, you know, because then that brings into question like, oh, you know, the goodness of God and, and you know, do people really go to hell and all the, it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to put the whole hell and eternity and witnessing in the too hard basket. <laughs> and, it, and it's true. Like if, if you, if you just do it by yourself, like in your own flesh, you'll get exhausted. You'll put it in the too hard basket. You, you'll, you know, you get, re- I mean, one thing I know about sharing the father's heart with the lost is constantly people reject the father's heart Mm. Um, and if you take that personally and you're doing it by flesh you're going to get very worn down very quickly but when you allow the holy spirit to come when you allow the holy spirit to move and when you go you know i can't do it but he can and greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world yeah then we really do see action and so i just uh thank you for that reminder and i think it's very uh timely and very encouraging for those that are listening to say hey let's jump out with the power of the holy spirit um we we talk about three activations um in our prayer guide and i just love to touch on those briefly mm. um because it really it, it flows very well with what you're saying around the need for the holy spirit it's, Activation one was let the Holy Spirit bring anguish that leads to act, to action. Wow. Let the Holy Spirit bring anguish that leads to action. So what does it look like to, to literally sit? And I'd encourage people at the end of this podcast to literally sit and say, Holy Spirit, bring me anguish. Baptize me in anguish. You know, when, when we get... When we're so moved by anguish, I was, I was talking to you about this recently, like often you'll say to someone who's really 
driven by their their passions and their their career has to be in line with their passions and all this you'll say so so what are you doing uh you know what do you do for work and they'll say i'm a lawyer okay what sort of a lawyer are you are oh, i'm um focused on on domestic violence family violence and if you talk to them for long enough you'll find out that someone in their world was a victim of domestic abuse and they said I'm going to use my life to make a difference because that broke my heart. Mm. Um, I have uh, friends that do anti-human trafficking work, same deal. Why do they risk their lives to see, um, to see, you know, these anti-human trafficking networks shut down and these girls rehabilitated and everything? Because it is, br- they have had their heart broken and it's led them to action. Why is it that some people, you know, there's people that go, well, I'm going to be a, a nurse. And, oh, you're going to be a nurse. Why is that? And then you find out their mother died from cancer and it was the nurse that made such a difference in that, in the way that, that, that their mother died with peace and dignity. And they go, I want to be a nurse. Anguish leads to action. And so I just encourage people that are, lead, that are listening right now just to take some time and, and ask the holy spirit at the end of this podcast just ask the holy spirit to bring anguish that would lead to action and that you would get the father heart of god that says i would give my own son that is how much i love the world for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son and if god can give his son for us for this world then surely we can be moved to action to speak to a neighbor to, to reach out to a friend, a family member, and to begin to pray for the lost, begin to pray and, and allow this, this breaking to happen. So good. Um, activation number two is uh, consider CPR for those who've walked away from God. So compassion, prayer, restore. Do you want to uh, expand on that one, Jordan? Yeah, I think prayer restore. Yeah, I think that one's really about um, you know there are a lot of people who have walked away from church from their faith, and um, Jesus always made it a priority. And I know he was talking about the Jews, but he was there first for the lost sheep of Israel. And I think we we need to share the gospel with people who have never had an encounter with God. Um, but th- this one here is about. People who have walked away. We in the in the guides we talk about the, the trilogy, the lost coin, uh, the lost um, sheep, and Andrew, help me. The third one, <laughs> the third parable. Uh, oh, I'm trying to find it. I've got the guide in front of me. Lost sheep, uh, the lost son. Oh, how can we forget the son? Um, <laughs> but we have a lot of lost sons who have walked. Yeah. Them- and daughters who have walked away from their faith. And um, there are a lot of parents who have burdens for their children and, and, they, and they pray. So CPR is about having compassion, um, praying and then restoring those people. I know one particular guy, a friend of mine, who walked away from the faith, who, who had a very diligent father. But I spoke to this father and he would tell me he would pray for his son who walked away from, from God. And I remember this, and this is before he came back to the faith. And he said he was just, he was diligently praying for him. And I met his son when his son came back to the faith. And I said to him, what happened? This is what he said. 
he said he was driving in the car and he felt like heaven came down and came over him and it was like God just re-revealed himself to him and it just he was just brought straight back into the the, you know the, the loving arms of his father it just happened like that and this guy was very cold from everything and I'm like wow if this if, if prayer prayer and I think ben, ben Fitzgerald talked about this about a praying mum you know like you know there's nothing more uh, you know dangerous than a praying mum for the kingdom in a good way and and I think there's these people who are lost that walked away from the faith we know them right now you're probably thinking of someone who's left the Lord and they're just, they're, they're living a life like the lost son. And what we want to do is we want to have compassion through the anguish of the Holy Spirit. We want to pray for these people. But we are going to see these people come back in droves, um, back into the church, and they'll be restored and discipled. So that's, we're really just pre- bringing that as a forefront of this, of this next part of this devotion, which is um, the lost, you know, the lost sons and daughters of God. Amen. So good. Awesome. Um, well, the last activation here we've got here is uh, start a six by six prayer focus in 2019. Um, I'd love you to expand on that one as well. Um, that was a, a new concept for me when I came across it, but I really see, uh, see the power in it. And I think uh, I just love these activations because it's one thing for you and I to talk about this. It's one thing for people to sit down and go, wow, I've got the Father's heart for the, you know, for the lost. But like you just talked about, we need to then share Jesus with those that have walked away. We need to actually move into action. And one of the powerful ways, actually, people often discount prayer and the power of prayer. We need mm. to share, but we also need to pray. And evangelism and prayer have to go hand in hand. But can you just expand on what a six by six prayer focus is and how people can implement that? Well, it's inspired by Roy Godwin and there's a book called The Grace Outpouring and uh, he runs a prayer house. Um, And I heard him say this when he was talking about houses of prayer and blessing and he talked about this idea of six by six. So basically you have six weeks and six people and you review this every six weeks. And it's a simple thing of coming up with these six people. Now, these six people could be someone at your work, could be a family member who's walked away from the faith, um, just people who need salvation or need to basically come back into the fold of, of, of the Lord and, and come back into that relationship. So it's intentional prayer. It's specific prayer, and, but it's done as the Spirit leads. So if, if the Holy Spirit is stirring on you, you know, a few people coming to your mind right now, um, just pull out a piece of paper, and the idea is to write those names down, those six names, and then start your six by six. So six weeks, you're praying for those people. And then at the end of that six weeks, you review that, and you, you might see fruit. You might see one of those p- people come back to church. You might see uh, have a conversation that's open, and you might be able to invite them to an alpha course or some kind of evangelism initiative. Um, but some of those people you, you may keep on your list, or then you might move some of those people in the Holy Spirit, putting uh, another group of people on. Now, you don't have to be religious about this. Like, you know, it could be nine by nine, but it's just a simple framework to be very targeted and focused and specific when praying for the lost. 
Yeah, that's great. Fantastic. Well, um, I'm looking forward to jumping in and praying more. And I really appreciate your encouragement. I appreciate uh, your heart, your heart for the lost. And really do believe that as we, uh, as we fix our eyes on God, as we fix our eyes uh, on, on the Holy Spirit and we, and we position ourselves to hear from Him, um, that He will move us and He'll move us to action. And so, uh, yeah, just once again, always appreciate talking with you. And I encourage you, friends, um, this week to allow, and I really, I, I really feel the Holy Spirit on that word, allow, actually mm. allow, give permission, invite the Father to break your heart for the lost. Because there's no doubt about it. We need we need to actually give him permission and when he breaks our heart it might be messy it might be it might be it's going to be inconvenient it's going to cost you probably time and money but it is going to be the difference that makes the difference when it comes to reaching uh, the lost for jesus get his heart and then share it with those around you hey jordan we uh we are spending a whole night on the 14th of April in Melbourne, Australia, uh, at Bethany International Church, uh, we, we study at 6 p.m. We're spending a whole night, um, four hours at least, just <laughs> sitting in the presence of the Father and, mm. and having an encounter with Him. And uh, I'm so excited about that. Uh, how can people come? What's the best way to get involved? Uh, I believe the event's called The Overflow. Um, just love you to share a little bit more on that. And uh, I'm really excited because I believe that's the kind of night, the kind of environment that will impact people the way you and I have been impacted so that they then overflow the Father's heart. Yeah, well, Andrew, I was really inspired by your um, your uh, Awaken the Valley gathering that I attended a few times. And we're, we're looking at this 40 days. Uh, working uh, with Partners in Prayer at Sue Tinworth. And, and in our discussions, the, the thought came up of, of running a prayer and worship type awakening night on the last day of the 40 days and calling it the overflow. Um, it's, specific, it's not an evangelism event. It's specifically a prayer and worship night. And we're praying for our Pentecost. We're praying for our filling to overflow um, of the Holy Spirit for 2019. Um, very excited that you're facilitating the night, Andrew, and um, you know uh, it's going to be, uh, as we've discussed, very much body ministry in the fact that people will be sharing uh, words and testimonies. Uh, there will be, um, you know, uh, praise and worship throughout the night. It'll be very, uh, how do I put it, um, flowing, you could call it, uh, where there's no set agenda. You could say there's a loose structure. But the whole purpose of it is to encounter the Father, um, but really get captured the Father's heart, as this weekly devotional has talked about, and and encounter that uh, heart of the Father for the lost for 2019. There's a real shift happening in Australia. Everyone's talking about this this tectonic shift that's happening in the body of Christ, and people are getting more uh, focused on making the main thing the main thing, which is the lost. So as we go through this next uh, devotional, 
We're just praying that you'll be stirred up. And maybe if you're in another part of Australia, you, you'll go onto the, you know, the Qantas website tonight and, and feel compelled just to, to book your tickets and even fly down to Melbourne uh, and join this. So to practically get on there, it's, the link is on each devotional as we send these out. And, uh, but if you go to Google and you type in the Overflow Event Melbourne uh, and uh, even your awakening with that, you will, you will see it come up in Eventbrite. And we're encouraging groups um, to, to individuals to get tickets. But if you know a group of people, why don't you possibly consider getting four or five other people and bringing them with you? So, so we have a really great night of, of a unified praise and worship across different churches, different denominations in the heart of the city of Melbourne. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Really looking forward to it. All right, Jordan, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it was great to talk to you once again and I encourage your friends to get along on the 14th uh, of April to the Overflow event and uh, let, but don't wait till then to overflow start Amen. the Father's heart today alright bless you and uh, talk to you soon see you Andrew bye everyone we will see you on the next episode of Your Awakening